you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where we believe a strong upper body looks good on everyone, no matter their orientation. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. And there's a lot of shit info out there on social media and the interwebs in general on like the how and why when it comes to building your upper body. It can be tough to know what movements are gold, what's a waste of time. What's safe for you to do, given your current, you know, skill set or your goals or any of that jazz, yeah. like potential injuries yeah. that you're coming back from. As always, we fucking got you. Uh, by the end of this episode, you will know where these muscles are, what they do, and how to make them strong as fuck. So the episode title, if you didn't catch it, is Lats, Traps, and Delts, Oh My. So we're going to talk about your lats, traps, and your delts today. So let's get into it, because why Why waste time when you can just nerd out about shit for 30 minutes instead? So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So lats, we're starting there. Lat- Latissimus dorsi is their proper name, but you can also just call them lats. That's what everybody calls them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to refer to them as from here on out um, they are a pair of large triangle shaped muscles on either side of your spine if you're on youtube this is your spine they're on either on side either side sasha can't really Left, turn around because right. no i cords. can't i but can like, but all right put your I arm also up. have put your spine. Arm up. there you go okay so like they come out and they go down yes they like taper so when you see bodybuilders and they have like those backs that look like they have fucking bat wings mm-hmm. that's their lats and they're yes. jacked yes they are they they really <laughs> fucking are. shouts out alex Holy oh my god she's gonna it'll be after her show and i i texted her the other day because she was posting updates i'm like i can't wait to see you holding that fucking piece of hardware My this weekend goodness. holy jesus that, the hard work uh she looks just fantastic um quadzilla for president she's yes on tiktok follow her <laughs> she's the shit please do that fit that fit chick oh, sorry quadzilla on instagram she's the, just another fit just chick another on, fit chick on tiktok, TikTok. yes yeah, sorry um so TikTok. they're the triangle shaped muscles on either side of your spine and they go from the very inside of your upper arm by your shoulder down to the back of the pelvis at the waist so they're creating a taper spanning your entire back not necessarily a right triangle, right? But kind of similar in size and shape. So yeah. the you know the the one side that's up against your spine is going to be pretty much parallel to your spine. You're mm-hmm. going to have it go across the top where it meets into your shoulder, and then you're going to have that swoop down from your shoulder to your pelvis where it connects. Science, motherfuckers! There you go. If you uh, hopefully I just described what your trapezius looks like, or not your trapezius, your <laughs> latissimus dorsi. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, too many S's in today's episode, yeah. by the way. Um, but like. There, radio school taught me how to teach you what a fucking <laughs> lat is without showing you a picture. Boom. But yeah, your muscle, so there, there's an insertion point of your muscle, and that means where it goes into, the where it attaches to the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's there's inserts and origins. So, you know, the muscle inserts to the upper part of your upper arm bone from the inside. So it's on the underside and their purpose is twofold. Um, your lats primarily work when you pull things Mm -hmm. and when you adduct things. So what's adduction, raise your arm from your sides, forming a T with your torso. Congratulations. You just performed adduction. Um, (laughs) now lower them forcefully back to your sides. And that is that's adduction, right back down. Yes. Abduction is going up. Adduction is going down. So there you go. Now you know the difference. Woo! Hopefully. Same yeah. goes for your hips. Adductors. Yes. Abductors. Yes. Same principle. You know, the, well, the thigh I, machine. I call it, I almost said the vagina machine. But <laughs> if, you're, if you are femme, you're opening your legs and you're like, woo! Hang uh, on, I got to go do some, I got to go do three sets on the Vaginator 5000 BRB. <laughs> Taken out of context, no one would have any idea what the hell we're talking about. Hi, we're stupid. You love us. What's up? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, that's abduction. Adduction is going to be the same principle if it's your your arms or your hips. Yes. Um, So how do you build yourself some thick lats? God, you almost got me a spit take on my computer on that one. That was great. (laughs) If the lid's not coming off, it's coming out some Mm -hmm. other way. Um, So deadlifts, obviously. Mm, Chef's kiss. They're often thought of as a hamstring and glute developer, but they'll get your lats too. So when we say it's okay to have a sore back after deadlifts, this is why, because a deadlift is a compound lift, which requires your whole body, which is going to require your back. Yes. A thousand percent. So think about it, whether you're lifting or lowering that barbell with a heavy weight, it's hanging from your arms Mm -hmm. and your back muscles have to pull it to keep it from you from dropping it. And when we talk about lat activation, that's what we're talking about. Yep. That's yes. it. It's it's making sure that your lats are pulled back, that your shoulders are pulled back, but not too far back. Yes. They are straight with your neck and that you have those muscles activated because you can tell the difference when your lats are activated when you're not. You'll I'm have gonna, a more rounded spine if your lats I'm are gonna, not activated. I'm going to stand up and show you. On the YouTube. Look, I'm not activated. I'm activated. Yes. Not and a lot of times it'll look activated. like you're rolling your shoulders back because you are. Mm-hmm. But when you activate your lats, when you're about to do that deadlift, you can automatically, if you like, just try that, roll your shoulders back a little bit pull, pull and then pull your shoulder you're blades down. Feel it all. It automatically also tightens your core, yes. which is also very important. And this is why lat activation is so important in your weightlifting. Hello. Mm-hmm. We are going to dig into that a little bit more with some other muscles too, but lats in particular are very, very important in all of your lifts. You use your back for everything. Yes. Like it's your, you use your core for everything. So when we talk about core activation, your lats are included in that. We're mm-hmm. talking about your entire trunk from your fucking shoulders down to your hips. All of that needs to be tight and activated. Yes. And this is how you learn these things you know where they are mm-hmm. you know what they look like now you know what to look for or to feel when you're cue. doing that deadlift yeah yep and another good way if you've got a friend with you in the gym and you're trying to just even just practice it have them put their fingers gently mm-hmm. on either side of your spine yep and you'll be able to feel their fingers move when you activate your lats yep Shrugs are really good for helping you learn that movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about some more of those here in a second. But rows, rows of any kind are really great for building your lats. But we're going to pick a few of our favorites. Barbell rows are great because the required stability in the spine that you need for your core muscles when you're working with free weights, especially dumbbells, because you've got free motion on both limbs. Yeah. You really have to work on activating your core to keep yourself steady. You want to keep a neutral spine. You can do isometric hamstring activity, like hinging your hips in that bent position that helps fire your glutes. It helps fire your hams. It helps stretch your hams, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. All of that makes this a full body pull exercise. If you think that rows are just a back and arm exercise, you are sorely fucking mistaken. Mm -hmm. There's not really, there's not really very many movements that are strictly like 
arm. Only targeting or chest one specific or, thing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. they used to make us think that because, you know, old school bodybuilding, you know, mantras and shit, which is fine. We were working with the information we were given at the yes. time. We have more information now, so our, our view of things have changed. It's okay. We're not shitting on old school bodybuilders by any means, but now we have better information. Yes. So, like, if you think that a, a back exercise is just a... No, it's not just a back exercise. No. Your body is a system. Yeah, absolutely. So, when you're doing back extensions, even when you're on the Roman chair, you that's way more than just your hamstrings or just your glutes. Or even a GHD, which is yes. a glute ham developer, which is also going to develop your back and your core. Yes. Yeah. So just keep those things in mind. Your muscles are like little rubber bands that are stuck to different little pegs all throughout your body and they work together in unison often, yes. even though you don't think it does. Yes. So when you're doing dumbbell rows, dumbbell rows are going to involve a host of your back muscles. And if, But if you want to focus on your lats here, aim to get a good stretch at the bottom of the motion and you can modify dumbbell rows like eight different ways, a thousand different ways if yeah. you want to, to get a solid upper body pump. Now, when we talk about a good stretch at the bottom, we're not talking about dropping your shoulder. Right. We're talking about the extension, know, the good, just let that weight pull down and get that good stretch on mm-hmm. the back of your arm all the way through your forearm and then bring it back strong. Yes. A lot of people think that you end your dumbbell movement by dropping your shoulder. You're not supposed to do that. One, it's not good for your shoulders. Two, it's not good form. B, yeah. Three, I guess it is. Whatever. I don't math. I'm a fucking broadcasting major. I know how to read a clock. That's about all the math I know how to do. But like you can you can get a good stretch at the bottom without letting your rep go to shit. So keep that tension, keep your lats activated, keep your arm tight. Mm You're always controlling the movement. You're never letting go of that tension in any movement. No, you always want to have control through the bottom of the movement because the bottom of the movement is the most important part. That's where you have that stretch to to release it, but you also have that contraction to pull it back. And that's really important to get your muscles strong. Yes. You need to do it right so you don't hurt yourself. Please. Please. Not just don't do it because we say so. Like I don't just, but like some things are like, I I come off as you should do this because I say you should do it. But like, it comes from a place of concern for your safety and your well being most of the time, because this is our job. Like we read about this shit all the time. Yeah. Um, so like lat pull downs, they're another really good one. Um, Mm -hmm. they really, really let you focus in on your lats. So lat pull down is that big cable machine where you put your legs in the thingies Mm -hmm. and you sit there and you pull it all the way down. So you don't have to worry about having bad grip problems because the bar has a bunch of knurling. Mm-hmm. You can change the weights on it. You don't have to worry about any of that. Um, you can manage your lower body perfectly because you're pretty much taking your lower body out of the mm-hmm. equation except for part of your glutes and your lower back. Yes. You're going to have those activated, but the rest of it, your legs, you just kind of keep them You keep them tight. And in position so that you can, you know, pull back against. Because if you're doing heavy lat pull downs, there's a reason those leg pads are there. Because yes. if they're not there, you're going to go bloop when the yeah. fucking cable goes right back up. I've seen it happen with people. I've had friends that are bodybuilders that are like 135 pounds soaking wet because they're like five foot three Puerto Rican guys. Yeah. But brick shit houses could beat anybody's ass that walked into the gym without a question. I've seen people have to sit on their laps before when they do like assisted dips and yeah. lap pull downs and stuff because the leg thing isn't enough to keep them in there. Yeah. Um, but you, you can really focus in on your lats and finish off every rep with a good squeeze. So a lap pull down, you have that full range. Again, you really want that good squeeze at the bottom with a lap pull down. You don't really want to go farther than 90 degrees with your elbows. Yeah. Depends on what you're working on, what your form can be for certain movements, what your goals are, but by and large, broad strokes, you don't want to go past that 90 degrees. 
Um, and you can do any variety of lat pull downs. You can do the standard bar. You can do, you know, the neutral V bar. You can do the neutral wide grip bar. The fucking world is your oyster. Yeah. And just a really quick form check on those lat pull downs, regardless of variation. When you're pulling the bar down, you're only doing it until it's approximately at your chin. Mm -hmm. Exhale in the downward motion. And then a slight shift backward is a little, is normal. Like you should, like most people are not going to be able to just with proper form, be able to pull it straight down. Mm -hmm. You're going to be slit, like shifted backward just a little bit. There is a little bit of a shift, not like laying down. I mean, there are variations where you would be, but when in this specific instance, we're talking about just like straight up lat pull down. So aim to keep your upper torso, torso stationary, keep your feet flat on the floor and engage your abs. As you pull the bottom of the motion should be where your elbows cannot move downward anymore without moving backward. Be sure to stop at that point and do not go any lower. What does that mean? Watch this. I go to 90. If I go past, your elbows will start to track behind your body because that's how your shoulders work. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. So when we say please don't go past 90 degrees, that's why. It can open your shoulders, your elbows, like your back up to injury that you don't want to deal with. Back injuries fucking suck. Yes. They're not fun. And from the bottom position with a bar close to your your, your chin, you can slowly return that bar to the starting position while controlling its ascent. You don't want to let it crash back into the weight plates. Like like, nothing nothing pains me more than when I walk into a gym and I don't say anything because this person isn't fucking paying me. So it's none of my goddamn business, but I take note of this shit when I walk around and I see people, because if you get hurt, then I'm going to be like, okay, well, this might be why you got hurt. Yeah. But I'm not going to come to you unless you get hurt and you're like, why did this happen? So like nothing hurts me more than walking into a gym and seeing someone at the lap pull down machine that looks like fucking this. Yeah. It's like, bro, what are you doing? You're not getting any benefit out of that. You've got 10 pounds on there, which you're just whipping around. Like you'd have a better time running a fucking ribbon dancer. (laughs) No, seriously. You'd be safer. Yeah. Like it wouldn't make as much noise. You wouldn't look as awkward. But, like, just make sure that your lat pull-down form is good. And as always, if you have a question, ask somebody that works at the front yes. desk. They, they are there for a reason. They're getting paid to help you. If it doesn't feel quite, quite right or it doesn't feel like you are getting the benefit out of the movement that you're doing, just mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. No one's here to shame anybody for not not knowing there's so much to know that it, there's no there's nothing wrong with not knowing exactly how to do something correctly. Yeah. And then you learn by knowing, and then maybe you can help the next person that is doing the same thing. Know better, do better. Yes. Life mantra. Yeah. (laughs) A thousand percent. So traps. Oof. Ooh, yeah. Love them. Those giant speed bump muscles you see on strong uh, athletes, those are your traps. Mm -hmm. The trapezius is a large muscle in your back. It starts at the back of your head and neck and extends across your shoulders and down the middle of your back, forming a trapezoid. Yeah, that was more mm. of a triangle, but you know what a trapezoid looks like. Geometry class. Yeah. I don't know. But without getting too deep into your anatomy a lesson today, the trapezius muscle is divided into three parts. You have an upper, a middle, and a lower area. Now, each area is going to have a different use. That's why they all have different names. Mm-hmm. Um, the upper trap comes, it originates from your occipital bone in the back of your skull, and it goes down the back of your neck. Um, the muscle also has attachments to parts of the cervical spine, one mm-hmm. through six. Attachments to the lower fibers of the trapezius come from the spine two, cervical seven through thoracic 12. So yeah. like trapezius, your lats, they are very closely tied into your spine. You can see why we're harping on why they're important, right? Because yes. strong backs are healthy backs and healthy backs make healthy humans and healthy humans are happy. Yay. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. 
Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Most of us are. Yeah. Well, we try our best. Um, so day to day sometimes. <laughs> the trapezius muscle acts as both a... Um, posture stabilizer and a movement muscle. So the traps play an important role in your posture. They move the shoulders, lift arms out to the side and protect the neck and the spine. You use them when you shrug, when you pull your shoulders back, those it's involved. And so how do you grow your own speed bumps? Ooh. Well, deadlifts, you know why? Because they're a magical compound pulling movement. But for real, any pulling movement, if, if you want fat traps, pulling push pull day, Push pull day is your friend. Um, A, it's going to make the front muscles of the push part more symmetrical with the back muscles of the pull part, but it's going to make your trunk super fucking strong. Like trap muscles on Olympic weightlifters, on powerlifters, on bodybuilders are always fucking huge. Mm -hmm. Football players, always fucking huge because those dudes are pushing and pulling all day long. If you do that movement right now, you're going to feel your lats activate and you're going to feel your traps kick in when you do that pulling backwards Mm -hmm. movement. I just felt them kick in right there. All the way across. Um, Speed bump muscles, they used to like be the hallmark sign of a fucking lowly meathead, but now I feel like everybody is embracing them Mm -hmm. as they should because they look fucking great on everyone. Nothing looks better than looking like you've got two fucking buses parked on the sides (laughs) of your neck. Um, Face pulls, they're another one that's really good for your traps. They can be done with a cable machine, a resistance band, if you're short on equipment or space, or you can even lay on the ground with a dumbbell Mm -hmm. and do a dumbbell face pull. Like you've got a lot of ways that you can modify these movements. Yeah. It's a slept on movement. A lot of people think it's exclusively for bodybuilders or people that train for aesthetics. It can be. It's a really good one for them, but it's also super useful for you. It can be clutch in helping you build a stronger upper body. Yeah, like one point, that words. I was trying to say a thousand and then I was like, no, a hundred, no, a billion. Anyway, it's important. So rack pulls are also great for your trap. (laughs) I know, right? Rack pulls are also great for your trap gains. You're focusing on strength and form for other compound lifts. So Mm -hmm. by taking the weight off the ground and lifting it from an elevated place, you can focus more on the pull without the full range of motion and lower back stress of a standard deadlift. So So you're you're kind of taking the hinge out of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to teach you what the very top of your hip hinge is going to feel like, yes. which is important. Um, that's a really important thing to train. Rack pulls are another thing that slept on is why we're talking about them. They're another thing that like people don't really know a lot about. Mm-hmm. When I do programming for a lot of newcomers, they're like, what's a rack pull? And I'm like, okay, you're going to go stand in the squat rack. Here's a TLDR of what the fuck a rack pull is. Take notes. Stand in the squat rack, put the barbell at like, I don't know, three to four inches below your crotch. Mm-hmm. And that's your starting point. And then you just do, you can do mixed grip, you can do snatch grip, you can do standard, it doesn't matter. You can do hook grip, whatever you're comfortable with, we don't give a shit. But you're going to basically do like a four inch deadlift Mm -hmm. and you're going to load it pretty fucking heavy because you're only doing four inches of movement. So it's a really good way for you to learn what hip hinge under heavy load feels like without being able to hurt yourself. And when you do rack pulls, it's like the hip, it's like the hip thrust. You're not getting extra credit for flaring that out at Mm -hmm. the top, just like a deadlift, treat it like a deadlift, get to the top, hold it for a second and then controlled back down, Mm -hmm. tap it on the thing. You want to hear it go tink, pull it back up. 
do that eight to 10 times for three or four sets. Yeah. It's going to make a huge difference. It's going to make your traps really strong. It's going to make your lats really strong. It's going to make your fucking core activation mm-hmm. during your deadlift pull, which if you do any lifting, your deadlift is fundamental for pretty much everything but the squat and the yep. chest press. Yep. Uh, you want to learn how to clean? Got to know how to deadlift. You want to learn how to snatch? Got to know how to deadlift. Want to do a thruster? Guess what? You got to get that shit off the ground. You got to know how to do a deadlift. Yep. Like it's really important and it's one of the most important movements that you can probably use as an accessory for your deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Rack pulls. Do it. Yeah. Do them. Uh, delts. Delts are the last one. Last but not least, um, yes. boulder shoulders. Is that you? Mm-hmm. It used to be me, and then I quit lifting, and now I'm scrawny. But it'll be me again soon. Um, let's talk about your delts. Your deltoid muscles are in your shoulder. Um, so when we talk about your shoulder pads, they are your shoulder pads. Like, they sit right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the ball and socket joint. It connects your arm to your trunk of your body. Your shoulders, your delts, they're very important things. You know, you need those levers to get shit done. Yes. So take care of them, one, but make them strong, too. Yes. Um, so your deltoid muscle starts near your collarbone and shoulder blade. And the end of the muscle or insertion point, as we mentioned earlier, attaches near your humerus bone or not so humerus. Uh, the deltoid muscle is responsible for the brunt of all arm rotation and lets you keep carried objects at a safer distance from your body. It's also tasked with stopping dislocation and injury to the humerus when carrying heavy loads. Yes. And kind of important. This is why if you're going to do any overhead lifting, we talk about doing those hyperextension drills because you need to get your lats used to that movement where you can disengage and throw it back. Yep. Um, We've talked about it a bunch before. We've talked about it in a previous episode a really long time ago, but um, Really good, really, really good movement for your shoulders, hyperextensions. You can do them with a bunch of different shit. But yes. um, yeah, your delt, like put your hand on your shoulder, like just below, I don't know, what's that, like an inch and a half mm-hmm. under my t-shirt hem right there and just swing your arm and you'll feel your delt do all that work. Funny how that works, right? It's like, oh, shit, YouTube, that's how it's like, supposed to feel. Or we're just fucking pirates. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's your delt. That's what it feels like when it's working. And it's pretty easy to grow yourself some giant shoulders if you have the time and the energy to do so. We've got a few things that you can do to get started. The lat raise is Mm. first and foremost probably a bodybuilding mainstay, but it's perfect as the second or third exercise in your shoulder workout or your push-pull day. I like to use it as a warm-up in very, very light ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it can be, yeah, it's like the second or third part of your like upper body day warm-up. I'll be like, all right, super light lat raises. Rip off three of 20, go fucking lift. And lat stands for lateral, not lats. Yeah, not <laughs> lateral raises. You're not using your lats. I know, right? It's a misnomer. Thank you for catching that because I didn't even fucking think about it. But it has to be done correctly because if you don't do lat raises right, it opens the door for shoulder injuries, a.k.a. Yes. Please, for the love of God, do not chicken wing your lat raises. Yes. I'm going to go through the proper movement really quickly, and we'll have Sadie demonstrate because she's very good at that. So you're initiating the upper upward movement by slowly lifting your arms away from your body. Allow your shoulder blades to move naturally with your shoulder joint. Continue to raise your arms until your elbows are at shoulder height or just below your shoulders. Notice my elbow is about an inch under my shoulder and that's full extension for me. You should still feel tension in your shoulders. That's why. I mean, if you're, if you're going above, you shouldn't be going like chicken wing, like we mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. because you could seriously pull something there it's not good for your rotator overextending yeah yeah and your palms should be facing the floor at the top of the movement so you should almost feel like you're um reaching like if you're going to do typically you'll see people do it with straight arms Mm -hmm. you're almost bringing you're not doing it like literally in a t you're kind of 
in a, a little bit in front of yourself to take more pressure off the shoulders, like you're reaching out to the corners of the room and you'll feel that tension in your shoulders. And it depends on what your your shoulder mobility looks like mm-hmm. too. Um, the arm bend and lat raise is up for debate. That's mm-hmm. that's individual. Like It just depends on what you're doing. But the biggest thing that I notice besides people that overextend are people that think that they are leading with their hands when you're doing a lat raise. You're leading with your elbow. When I explain to someone how to do a lat raise, it's like, I'm going to touch you and I'm going to put my hand on you right here. Now move your arm up with your elbow. That's the motion you do when -hmm. you do a lat raise. Now grab a dumbbell or a fucking computer mouse and just be like, oh yeah, you're not doing anything with your hand. Everything under your elbow is just there to stabilize that dumbbell. All the work is happening from your shoulder to your elbow. That's it. Yep. Like people think that you need to. And even, even if you're, if, if, whether your arms are, your elbows are bent or not, same, same thing. When I say reaching out to the, to corners of the room, uh-huh. it's to take the focus off of your hands because yes. what you're doing is raising your elbows. And there is a woman with millions of followers on TikTok, yeah. whom I'm not going to mention by name, but I have seen her do lat raises like this. Well above her head. And she's got millions of followers and calls herself a fucking coach, but that bitch doesn't have any certifications whatsoever, and I can tell because of the way she does her fucking movements. No one has ever fucking taught that woman how to do a proper lat raise, and it fucking shows. She shouldn't be coaching people. She shouldn't be taking their fucking money. She shouldn't be calling herself a fucking coach on social media, but she is because there's no fucking like legislation or laws that we have to follow online. People can fucking lie about whatever they want. Look at Kanye. He's getting fucking sued for it. Like... There needs to be, this is a fuck, huh, tangent, here we go. There needs to be some sort of fucking accountability system for social media because I'm so fucking sick of people putting shit information out there, lying, or not even fucking knowing what they're talking about in the first place and hurting people. Yeah. I hope at some point, one of these people, I don't want somebody to get hurt, but I hope at some point somebody fucking sues these people because of it, because they don't fucking know what they're talking about. They don't have the legal backing to cover any of it. They don't have certifications. They're just assholes out there fucking spreading bullshit online. Fuck you if you're one of those people. Have a nice day. But the, like you're you're ugh. when you're doing your lat raises, it shouldn't ever you're not going your hands are not gonna be above your shoulders at any point. Mm-hmm. Whether your elbows are bent or not. Yeah. Certainly not above your chin and definitely not above your fucking head. Your fucking hands should never go anywhere above your top of your neck no. in a fucking lat raise. Nope. Ever. Please. <laughs> ever. I don't care who told you that. I don't care if it looks good on Instagram or if it gets you follows on TikToks. It's not how you fucking do it. No. And like, I am, I have no problem being the person to take the fucking pin and let the air out of your balloon. If I know you're wrong, because I'm doing it for safety's sake. Yeah. Like, don't, don't be that. Don't be like Tara. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Fuck you, Tara. You have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I hope you lose your job because you're not very good at it. But anyway, the front raise is another one of those things that is a staple that can grow your delts. Now, this one, you are going to lead with the top of your hand. Here I am slapping myself on the fucking. um, But like, so, okay, front raises, they're kind of like a lat raise. Um, You're going to have your arms out. You're not going to have it straight out. Your elbow's not going to be locked. You're going to have it, I don't know, like between 45 and like zero, I Mm. guess it'll be somewhere in between there, but have it out. And that's when you lead with the top of your hand. That's when I'm overdoing it because I'm sitting at a table, but your front raise shouldn't go. It's same rules. should never go above your fucking, your rotator cuff should never go above your shoulder. I'm doing it this way just for sake of ease because I have a computer screen in front of my face, but your, your front raises are awesome too. Like they're so good. I work them into everybody's fucking push pull days. Make sure that you have proper form. You don't want to overextend. You don't get style points for incorrect movements that you think look cool. 
Right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, lift your arms till your elbows are in line with your shoulders or just below, just like we said, mm-hmm. and allow that shoulder blade to move naturally with the joint. Your palms should be facing the floor at the top of the movement. Yes. And you can do them with dumbbells. You can do them with weight plates if you want. Mm-hmm. You can do a two-hand front raise. with a foot, And that's going to be different. If you're using a weight plate, then your hands are obviously going to be slightly turned because that's how you hold on to the yeah. weight plate. But And just for context for both of these movements here, the front raise and your lat your lateral raises, these aren't going to be heavy weights. No, God, no. Um, typically they're going to be pretty light. I mean, I understand, like, I understand feeling like, oh, I'm only doing five when you're what, whatever. You'll you don't want to injure, you will, you will. And your reps are usually going to be a little bit higher on these because they are smaller muscles mm-hmm. and you're, you're going to get the tension. You're going to get the work in. Yeah. Um, so feeling like you have to do 15 pound lat races is like, you don't need to feel like you have to do that. Yeah. You can get away with heavy lat pull downs. You can yes. get away with heavy shrugs because your traps and your lats are big They're working muscles. together. Yes. Yeah. Those are bigger muscle yes. groups. Your delts aren't, it's like your tricep. Yeah. With your delts and your triceps, you kind of do, and I don't want to say use kid gloves, but you kind of do because mm-hmm. they're not very big. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get to the point where you can lat raise 15 pounds. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I can do 20 if I'm yes. on a fucking good day. But, like, it takes a lot of time to build that weight. Yes. It yes, takes it a lot of time. So, if you start doing lat raises with a two or three pound dumbbells, don't feel like a pile of shit because everybody has to fucking start somewhere. Oh, and yeah. your delts and your lats are, like, your delts and your lats are going to work together, but, like, your delt really does a lot of that work mm-hmm. on that lat raise and that front raise. So make sure you're taking care of them because shoulder surgery is terrible. If right. I, if there's anything, that's I've what I'm heard, saying. Like don't overdo it. Feel like you have to do 15 yeah. pounds cause you're fucking killing it everywhere else. Especially yeah. if you're not used to doing these movements, it's going to be lighter weight. Yeah. It's just smaller. It's yeah. fine. From what I've been told, the only surgery that's worse than knee surgery is shoulder surgery. Yeah. So <laughs> avoid that at all costs yeah. if you can. And like, it takes a long fucking time. I'm not talking from personal experience, but my husband earlier in the year, well, he didn't break his shoulder, but he did break his shoulder um, and avoided surgery. But even still without the surgery, it took a good, it was like, I think six, seven months ago now. And he's just now feeling like it's kind of like back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to fucking give rock your, your body shit. time. Yeah. And that, that counts for like building strength too, not just rehab, like give yourself time to build that strength. I know that everybody wants to run in and grab the biggest fucking dumbbells as humanly possible, but it's not smart. And it's if not you sustainable. Ask, if you ask anybody who started any kind of fitness journey and, and then going and building muscle and ask them actually how long it took them to get where they're at, years. a lot of times, four, five, six, seven plus years yeah, to years. get where they're at. And that's with consistency. So, like, this stuff takes time to, like, rock your shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, if you rush into stuff, and we've talked about this a thousand times before, feeling like you have to fucking ego lift. That's what it is at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it even is. if you don't want to recognize it as ego lifting. It is. If you are intentionally lifting more weight than you can do without proper form, that is ego lifting. Friends don't let friends you ego lift. You don't have to ego lift to see results. Nope. You have to be consistent. Yeah. Ego lifting, Trust actually, the process. like the entire ego lifting, no days off mantra is so counterproductive to what you're really, really trying to do to build is. strength and chase your goals in the gym because it's, I mean, it's not built for sustainability. It's mm. built to look cool if that's yeah. what you're doing, but like it can work for some people. Sure. It's bound to work for some people. But that's like, like there's always going to be exceptions. Two, but, less than 5% of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, you really have to be wired a certain way or just be a hardcore athlete to be able to train like that. And even then, hardcore athletes don't even train like that very often. Right. Like, yeah. the whole no days off thing, like, if there is one thing besides disinformation that we could just cut, cut mm-hmm. it out of the fucking fitness industry and social media, whatever, um, it would be the no days off mantra because it hurts so much progress like yes you're gonna go in and you're gonna do these super heavy lat raises because you looked like a super awesome gym bro in front of these guys you don't even within know. proper form within Not, proper like, form and your arms are gonna feel talking like about those gentlemen fuck, or well, ladies too, well or both like yeah. it could be the person and you know that i'm you know whatever or yeah. it could be the other people but you're going to do that and your arms are going to feel like a bag of dicks for like two days, if not longer. If you hurt them, they're really going to feel like shit. And then you're not going to want to go to the gym. And what fucking purpose does that serve? And then it's, see, it's, uh, it's all cyclical, you know, <laughs> it is, it we've is. mentioned this psychology, before. like you, you ego lift or whatever you lift too heavy a weight. Mm-hmm. You get some fucking pain in your muscles afterwards. Sometimes two, three days, maybe then you're missing out on an upper body day. Guarantee you. Because you've got to skip because you can't move your fucking arms because you wanted to do 25 pound fucking lateral raises. But then you go in for your upper body day that you missed three days after and you feel like you have to make up for it by lifting heavy again. And it's like you didn't fucking learn anything. And then you have to take a couple more days (laughs) off because you didn't rest in the first place or you overlifted. And then it's real easy to jump on the excuse train of, well, uh, I should. Yes. I I don't feel like doing this. And then. It's just, it's really easy to fucking fall off. It is. By doing shit. It's so exasperating. Like, it It stresses me out so much. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, if you want to continue building building muscles here, sorry to bring it back to your doubts. Double tangent, bitches. Hello. Woo. Uh, Reverse flies are also neat. Oh, um, they're great. Because they typically target weak areas of your shoulders, like your rear delts and your rotator cuffs. So you can avoid shoulder pain and taste your pump. You can do them several ways. Do what works best for you. Dumbbells, cable machine, resistance bands. There's any any kind of way to do this. Also, yeah. there is proper form for that. Yes. Um, you want to stand with your feet shoulder width apart, holding your dumbbells at your sides. Um, and you can do reverse flies in a couple of different ways. Sit, like you if can you incline. If you've never done a reverse fly before, this is one of those exceptions where I'm going to say to use a machine. Mm. Um, because the chest fly reverse fly machine is usually the same thing. You just have to pull a couple pulleys and move Mm -hmm. it and then switch how you sit. Um, but the reverse fly machine is really good because it, a will automatically drive into your brain how far you can or cannot move your hands up and down. I'm going to slap Sasha in the face. (laughs) Um, but like, it's great for teaching you just the nuts and bolts of the movement Mm -hmm. so that when you get comfortable with that and you're ready to move on to the full blown dumbbell movement, this is when you're going to stand with your feet shoulder width apart, mm-hmm. holding your dumbbells at your sides. You can push your hips back in a hinge motion. So you can do them sitting. You can do them. We're going to do the bent over variation yeah. of what we're talking about right now. So you're going to push your hips back. Your your back's going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to bring your chest forward almost parallel to the floor. So you're not going to be totally parallel, but you're going to be at like a 45 degree angle. Yes. Let the weights hang straight down with your palms facing each other, but keep your back engaged. This is very important because I'm going to show you. This is a shitty start point because you can't see it behind my computer. This is a bad start point. This is what you should look and feel like when you start your your raises. Look at, do that again. I'm going to do it standing up. So look here, right in this area, okay? Look at that. You can instantly see it. Yeah. 
That's what you want to do. That's what you want to feel. That is the activation. My big ass, it was fucking giant ass <laughs> laptops we have. I love them, but they hide everything mm-hmm. when we're sitting. Um, so that's how you want your back and your shoulders to be set up. Let the weights hang straight down, but keep everything active. You always want to have everything activated and tight. Yes. Always. Maintain that tight core, your straight back, have that slight knee bend. If this is an uncomfortable motion for you because your legs aren't used to doing that kind of thing, that's okay. Start with seated yep. belt, right? Or reverse flies. Yep. Um, and it's the same concept, except you're just sitting down mm-hmm. on a bench. Yeah. Um, you're still going to have that, that angle in your back. Um, same, same concept. You're just sitting mm-hmm. and you're raising them back. So yep. you're raising both arms out to your side on an exhale. Keep a soft bend in your elbows. <sighs> you're going to do it. It stresses me out because <laughs> I see this a lot and it's hard to do seated on camera and you should go to our YouTube page if you're listening to this. We we are showing a lot of fucking but demonstrations. When you, you sit and you'll see people you can either start sometimes it's more comfortable to have your legs out like at a ninety. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it feels more comfortable to have them back behind you a little bit. You can do them in front of your knees or behind. What I see a lot is the not the soft bend in the elbow. It's you're rigid and you're trying to bring your arms straight out and you yeah. really should look more like, and I'll do it standing here. Go to our YouTube page. <laughs> we can have a handle now. Did you know that? YouTube's yes. been emailing and me I, like the, every day. The table's in the way. <laughs> it'll be more, it'll be more soft bend like this. But also look at Sasha's back activation when she did that. Now go back to your starting point. They're activated, but like, yeah, boom, look at that. So it's in the soft, it's not, you're not 90 degrees with your elbows. No. It's a soft bend mm-hmm. to make it natural to pull them up from your sides. There is a rare occasion of a couple of machines that you can yes. work with where your arms are going to be at 90 degrees and you're going to do that motion. That's about it. Like with a free weight, we never want your arms to be at 90 when you're doing that motion. Yeah. Ever. Um, and then you lower the weight back to the start position as you exhale. Breathing is another really, we need to talk about breathing in your lifts. That'll probably be an episode we'll cover at some point in the future because it's super fucking important and it sets the foundation and the tempo for all the shit you're going to do. But again, energy leaks. Oh my God. Yes, it can. That is the biggest cause of energy leaks outside of bad form. If you didn't know that we really should, we really should send an email to, to, to the, to the dude. Yeah, we should. (laughs) We need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, But avoid hunching your shoulders, keep your chin tucked in, but don't tuck it too far. Like, You want soft chin is yeah, what I call you it. Want, you want it a slight bend, mm-hmm. like that you have your neck and your head activated, but you don't want it yeah. all the way. You don't want it to be stretching the back of your neck. That's not what you're going then for. Then immediately also. Because <laughs> you want to have a neutral spine. Yes. Yes. But so that's the. And the reason enemy. you want a neutral spine, again, what we talked about earlier, where the insert of the muscles is. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a neutral spine, in which your spine starts up here. Yes. Your occipital bone. Yes. All of this. Look how much tension I can lose in my back just by moving my head forward. Yep. And that's so like why I'll, I'll engage my, look at the yeah. difference. I'll You're engage really it here. See. But when I have this, yep, it's tight in here. And you can't probably see it because I have a polo shirt on. But like, try that at home. Try it with your head just hung a little bit. And then activate your lats and your upper back. Yeah. It feels entirely different. And like, there's an energy leak there. If you've got, if your spine, if your whole spine isn't neutral, which is why we don't like it when you have your head all the way down and you do a deadlift for the same reason you, when you have your head that far down, I mean, again, your body is a series of rubber bands and your spine is basically like a bone rubber band. Mm -hmm. It's fucking one of those bead rubber bands that has all the (laughs) shit on it. But anyway, like 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, we talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK, and we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself. Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, And BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, You can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those. Um, Waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, We've talked about that before too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to, um, and talk through some things, it's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com, that's H-E-L-P, slash MTK, um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash MTK. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash M-T-K, and get 10% off of your first month today. When you think about it, like if you pull at the top and you start to pull, it's going to create undue tension all the way down here. How Mm -hmm. are you going to have good form if you've already got a fucking leak at the top before you even started? Like you're supposed to look slightly down when you do a deadlift, but you're not supposed to look all the way down. Right. Like just ahead of, that's where I, like just ahead of the bar. Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. You don't have to like. I usually pick a spot that's like at the crotch of the wall where the yeah. wall and the floor meet because that's usually a pretty good one for me. But it also depends on where you're working out and what you have to look at. So yeah, like in sure. my gym, if I'm doing a deadlift in front of one of my mirrors, I will look at my knees on the mirror mm-hmm. because that's kind of my, but it also helps me make sure my knees are looking good too. Yes. So like yeah. it's a multitasker, but yeah. pick your focal point. A couple feet ahead of you. I would say probably five to six feet ahead of you just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Anything lower than that, and I feel like your neck's going to be too far you know, yeah. pulled. But hopefully you learned a lot of random shit about your body today and yes. how it works because that was the point of all of it. And you'll notice when you go and research the movements that we covered today that they are all, for the most part, require lats, traps, and your doubts. Weird. Weird. Huh. Um, no wonder we slammed through them all together in this episode today. Make sure that if you like the podcast and want to rock us everywhere you go we have merch yeah we have sick ass merch like i'm biased because it's our podcast but we have some really fucking great merch because our company that we podcast for is the tits so you can check it out meatheadtestkitchen.com we have a merch link or shop.herdatmedia.com um his hoodie season we have some sick ass hoodies up there for y'all they're awesome um but yeah buy some merch buy some programs that shit pays our bills Mm -hmm. um we have 
three programs out right now. We're yes. working on a fourth. We're getting ready to drop that hot bitch soon. Hot shit alert. It's let me, coming. Let me get through the half marathon first. Yeah. And then I'll, I'm going to let, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to let you do that. Cause I know that that's like the last thing that you're like, about yes. right now. And then I got to <laughs> switch back to, yeah, anyway. But, um, anything that we've talked about today, like book wise or any of that stuff or on the podcast in general, you can find in our Amazon store at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Um, becoming a supple leopard. You can find that there. That's one of our favorite books. We've mentioned it before. Kelly mm-hmm. Starrett's a fucking genius. Um, and yeah, so find us on socials. We're meathead test kitchen everywhere except for Twitter. We're MTK staff. I'm meathead Sadie. She's meathead Sasha. Be fucking nice. Please. Life's too short to be an asshole to everybody unless they deserve it. Meathead Test Kitchen out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.